thank you for uh, taking some time today to join with me uh, once again as we uh, uh, have some uh, devotional time together in the book of Ephesians. And so I'll ask you if you've got your Bible to go ahead and open it there. We're in chapter 1. Uh, I noted previously this is my favorite book of the Bible. Uh, it's uh, heavyweight theology. Uh, it's intensely practical and it's short. And uh, don't underestimate the value of it being short. Uh, that, uh, uh, that it's a good thing to be able to sit down and read it in its entirety in a very uh, kind of comfortable uh, devotional setting. Now, when we think about uh, devotions, uh, something like personal daily devotions, and uh, you know, kind of two important uh, words there that modify devotions, the first is personal. Uh, that is uh, the idea of, a, uh, of an individual uh, taking the responsibility uh, to avail themselves uh, to the Word of God, a means of grace, a primary means of grace, uh, engaging in the spiritual discipline of reading uh, the Word of God. And uh, uh, one of the things, for the most part, I tend to be fairly critical of devotional books, maybe unless it's Charles Spurgeon, Morning and Evening. That's okay. But uh, in, in that they, they tend to be more whimsical, uh, more geared toward uh, kind of spiritual pablum, uh, you know, uh, about as uh, sound and, and in-depth as have a nice day type stuff. And so I, I prefer people to spend their devotional life in the scriptures themselves. And so what we do here is not to replace your time in the Word of God. It's just simply to kind of help you uh, in your reading of the Word of God. So uh, personal devotions, uh, individual responsibility to do what uh, I believe is commanded of the believer to grow in grace uh, by means of the, the Word of God. And the idea of uh, devotional uh, sometimes is, is a bit misleading. But again, it, it is the idea of intensifying uh, my devotion to God, uh, to my Savior, uh, Jesus Christ, by the, uh, the heightening of my understanding, which has the effect of uh, increasing my love, my, my affection uh, for my Savior, both helping me to appreciate the reality of, of, of my sin and sinfulness, uh, from which uh, God has saved me, and just in and of itself, the, the spectacular spectacular reality of the infinite holiness and glory of God and, and just the wonder of His grace. So all of those things uh, work together uh, so that I may uh, know God and enjoy Him forever, uh, as the, the old question from the uh, Westminster Catechism uh, asks. So we come to, again, the first chapter. I'm going to read uh, for the next few days verses um, uh, 3 through 6. Uh, and just uh, kind of comb back through there and make uh, some comments that may help you as you read, as you, can, as you think about it, as you, as you read and then you meditate, reflect upon uh, the things of God revealed to us through His Word. So, verse 3. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace uh, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. Now, we see here uh, something of a, uh, a statement, a, a purpose statement. Uh, why does God choose? Uh, why has he chosen to save? Why has he chosen to save any particular uh, individual? Uh, why does he not simply leave that choosing uh, to, to us? And so that's uh, a whole, you know, uh, multiple chapters in a systematic theology to examine and answer all of those questions. Uh, uh, my position is that if God did not choose, uh, we could not nor would we choose him given our uh, inheritance from Adam, uh, our uh, natural uh, desire for rebellion, our unwillingness to submit to the authority of God, uh, un unwillingness even to accept the testimony of the scriptures uh, that we are sinners and rebels and transgressors of God's law, we've offended his character, uh, we would persist in sin. But we, we see here something uh, of a purpose statement uh, for God to save, and, and it's uh, the, the phrase that this choosing, choosing uh, in eternity past has as its purpose that there would be people who would be holy and blameless. Much like uh, when we speak to the issue of sanctification, and that's uh, kind of a very nice uh, biblical theological word, uh, remember that when I speak of holiness or when I speak of sanctification, uh, both of those English words come from the same Greek root. The root is hagios, okay? Uh, so sanctification is actually holification, if you want to think of it that way, uh, being made holy. And so um, we need to understand that, the, that in one sense, the believer is made holy or considered as holy uh, because of the work of Christ uh, being applied uh, to their lives, that God pronounces us as holy because we have been covered uh, with the righteous garments of Christ, having our sins cleansed uh, through the shedding of his blood. And so uh, the moment you're converted, the, the, more, the moment you believe, you're holy. And the, the balance of the Christian life, uh, the reality of our Christian experience until we see Jesus, we are involved in a process where what God has declared to be true becomes an experiential reality of becoming more like Christ or increasing in holiness, growing in grace, maturing in Christ, all of those kinds of concepts. And so we are blameless. Again, uh, all of us are guilty before God, but God says because your sin was imputed to the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the most important court in all of 
uh, existence, uh, the court before our holy heavenly Father has says you are not going to be held accountable for your sin, that Jesus Christ actually paid the penalty for your sin. You are now forgiven. I have uh, declared you as holy and you are blameless before me. Again, before the most important bar uh, in all of creation. And so God's uh, plan of salvation is inclusive of its purpose uh, that we would be uh, declared holy and increasingly made holy uh, uh, by virtue of the demonstration of his grace and his power. So good thoughts to think about for today. Uh, I pray that this has been a blessing to your life and we'll look forward to seeing you once again tomorrow.